I'm still keeping an eye on the war in Ethiopia. Why am I keeping more of an eye on the war in Ethiopia than I am keeping an eye on the war in Armenia? Well, there are two reasons for that. Uh, you know, because I don't care about the war in Ethiopia any more than I care about the war in Armenia, but for two reasons. I keep a closer eye on the war in Ethiopia. And one of those reasons is this. The war in Armenia is finished. Uh, but there's another reason, and it's a really good reason, um, and, and that other reason is uh, because the person with whom I chat about things, and I mean all sorts of things, the most in the world is very into Ethiopia. She's part of the community. So uh, I happen to talk to this person a lot. This person cares about Ethiopia. Uh, therefore, I find out a lot about Ethiopia as a consequence of that. It's nothing to do with whether I care about Ethiopia. You know, if she happened to be interested in Armenia, you know, I'd be uh, finding out a hell of a lot about Armenia. Uh, I've done many podcasts and YouTube episodes uh, that relate to Ethiopia over the last few years, but that's not a function of any interest I've got in Ethiopia. It's a function of the interest my um, correspondent, my, uh, my chat partner has in Ethiopia, because she's interested in Ethiopia, and she's willing to chat to me a lot, and other people aren't willing to chat to me a lot, then I'm often talking and thinking about Ethiopia. So that's that. You know, if she stopped chatting to me today, uh, she's a bit busy at the moment, actually, because Ethiopia is in the middle of a war. So normally we chat. We've been chatting for years, but she's chatting to me less at the moment because she's really distracted and busy because she's in the middle of a war. And uh, she is a, uh, a player in the war. She's doing something. Um, she's um, playing a part in the war. Good and, and, and good on her for that. You know, but at the moment... You know, like, like if she got completely consumed by that war and all that sort of thing and even went over to Ethiopia and, you know, just ignored me for the next six months and I, and I struck up a chat because I always need someone to chat to. I prefer to chat to her. Now, she's a really excellent chat partner for me. Uh, she chats in a way that I like to chat. You know, we're very compatible. Uh, we're very different in terms of what we believe and all that sort of thing. But we have this wonderful way of being able to be different and be and being able to chat about that, you know. Like she's pro-Trump, you know, and I'm anti-Trump, for example, but it really doesn't matter. In fact, that adds spice to our chats, you know, because it's the opposite of being in an echo chamber, so I love talking to her. She's my favorite chat partner in the world, actually. But at the moment, she's being consumed by a war, and she's doing some really good things for her side in that war. I'm not on either of the sides in that war because I'm not part of the community, you know. 
uh, I don't know enough about Ethiopia uh, to take a side even. Uh, I dare say, you know, look, she's on, she's in the one of the communities in, you know, uh, in Ethiopia. There's two communities that are warring with each other. I don't want to, you know, I'm just simplifying it. She's in one community. If she happened to be, you know, if years ago she had have joined the other community, I'd be all for the other community, I suspect. Well, I'm not for it, but I'd, I'd be hearing a lot more of the, about the other side of the war. But because she's in this side of the war, I'm hearing a lot about this side of the war. All right, so that's that. Um, so, by accident and education, she educates me about what's going on in Ethiopia. Um, and she's been doing that for years, and I found out an awful lot. Stuff I would never have found out about. It's amazing. And it's an amazing culture, actually. Um, but then again, I reiterate, no matter, you know, if, for example, for the last five years, I had been um, heavily chatting, heavily chatting with someone about wherever. You know, Uganda, Iceland, anywhere, really. New Zealand even, you know, I would find that those cultures are equally fascinating in different ways, you know. Um, so, uh, but Ethiopia is as fascinating as every other culture in the world. It's right up there with every single other culture in the world. Ethiopia is amazing. I never knew how amazing. It's as amazing as every other culture in the world. So, um, but I'm keeping an eye on that war, only because I, because I know she's involved and she chats to me a lot, you know. And um, my take on the war as it stands at the moment, look, it's complicated as are, as are most wars. Um, uh, most wars seem to me to be, and I, I didn't make this up, other people have observed it, are trade wars, you know. Um, at one level or another. This one, um, to me, uh, it's, a, it's a bit tribal, but it's tribal elite, as far as I can tell. As far as I can tell, you know, there are complications, you know, cultural, all that sort of stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. There's always complicated stuff going on. You know, so um, I've been listening closely to all the ins and outs and factors involved with this war for ages. Excuse me. <coughs> Had to cough. You know, and it's taken me years to learn 2% of what's going on. My uh, goddaughter, because that is my uh, chat partner, uh, my goddaughter is really intimate with all the little factors and all that sort of stuff, you know, all the factors at play. Uh, but I know 2%, and I've been listening very closely and getting quite obsessed with Ethiopia uh, for years. And, you know, I know 2%, which is a hell of a lot more than a lot of people know. Um, but my take on the current war at the moment is um, that the, the major factor seems to be as follows. And I could be wrong. The major factor at play seems to be as follows. Um, there is what's called an Amharan elite. And there is what's called 
a Tigrayan elite. Okay, so these are the kind of the elite level of two different tribes, if you like. Okay. Now there are other tribes. So there'd be an Oromo elite and all that sort of stuff. In fact, I think the current one of the belligerents in the current war is at least half Oromo. Alright, so there's a Tigrayan elite, essentially, you know. It's not that clean. And there's an Amharan slash Oromo elite on the other side. And there's an, an Eritrean elite too, but I don't want to complicate it too much. But the bottom line is there seems to be two elites. And it seems to me that ever since the last emperor of Ethiopia was knocked off and the royalty of Ethiopia, you know, the ancient uh, royalty of Ethiopia, was terminated, since then, these two mobs, uh, sorry, these two elites, you know? Now that elite is a mixture of different elites, you know, different tribes. You know? This one seems to be fairly mono-tribal, you know, Tigray. And all right, it seems to me that that elite cannot power share with that elite. Power sharing is impossible. That's as far as I could tell, and I could be wrong. And it, I'm not trying to educate anyone here. If you really want to know what's going on. Get over to uh, my goddaughter's YouTube clips or whatever she does. You know, she's on social media, so Instagram and Facebook and all those, also Twitter and all that sort of stuff. She talks on those sorts of things. I just do YouTube and podcasts, you know, because I like that it's one way. You know, I never have to talk to anyone else. I'm just talking to myself, you know, and um, no views. You know, I'm going for no views. She gets something like 10,000 views or something. I don't know what, maybe 20,000 views and 40,000 shares and 50,000 likes and 60,000 comments, you know. My objective is no views. I, I'm talking to myself. I, I am not, if you're listening to this, I am not interested in you listening to this. I don't want you listening to this. You know, I, I use this to think my own way through these things. I'm talking to myself. Now, my take, and it could be wrong, is that there is one elite over there and that elite was instrumental in overthrowing and well it, another elite all right there's two elites now as far as i can tell let me think about this yeah i don't want to get into it too much you know but um was it is it true that there was the, the last emperor of ethiopia was knocked off Haile selassie rastus oh, very famous um, he was knocked off, I know that much. In his place came, you know, an elite. Now I think, now that elite was called the Derg. I don't know if they came in exactly at that moment or they came in a minute later or days later or weeks later or a month later. But when the, um, when the royal house disappeared, when Haile Selassie, when the 3,000 year, um, royal line was smashed up and that was the end of the royal house of Ethiopia or whatever the Solomonic, Solomonic dynasty was wiped out in its place one of these elites took control you know, or an elite and it wasn't the Tigrayan elite it was another elite which they call the Derg you know, maybe it was a bit Amharan was it 
yeah, I don't want to get into too much. I, I, I kind of think of it as Tigrayan and another elite, which is a bit of a mixture of tribes. You know, I don't want to get too specific about it. All right. So one elite became very powerful and dominant. Okay. And uh, for reasons of, yeah, uh, that probably go back into the uh, royal era, um, uh, they picked, they didn't like, this mob over here, the Tigrayans, for some reason. Um, okay, and this this Derg, you know, this elite over here, uh, I'll call it an Am Amharan slash other elite over here, uh, were quite brutal, as far as I can tell. Now, they're, they're by 1975 or something, um, this mob over here, the Tigrayan elite, now, it, it was well recognised that this mob was horrible, killing lots of people and all that sort of stuff. You know, real, absolute, like, the worst kind of Marxist, Leninist, sort of communist ter tyranny you could imagine. Shocking things happened from this mob. Now, this mob over here, there was an elite over here, this elite knocked that elite off. There was a big war and all that sort of stuff. Very brave, this mob knocked that mob off. Um, and I think this mob tried to put in a power sharing arrangement where it wasn't just themselves but it was a coalition where all the elites would power share but here's the thing as far as I can tell and I could be wrong remember the derg before this moment uh, excuse me the derg no that was just my battery getting low the derg over this side um I don't think they were into power sharing. They were just into smashing that elite. Right, this elite comes into play, and I think it was proposing, and there was a guy called Malice, who was a very great leader and all that sort of stuff, tried to get a power sharing arrangement in place. Um, but I think still, in that era, which might have been 20 years or something, you know, the post-Derg era, um, I think the Tigrayan elite was still heavily dominant from everything I've heard. It was almost a coalition in name, but the but the Tigrayans were quite dominant in the coalition. All right, so so after the empire, uh -huh, I should have called it the empire instead of the royal houses. Um, you had the Derg, where one mob was in 